Did you know that Texas was the only state to enter the U.S. by way of treaty and not annexation? The reason being that Texas is the only state that was also once a sovereign nation. Welcome to the Lore of the South. Thank you for joining us for a Southern Quickie episode. Lucky number 13, dedicated to Women's History Month. And we are just going to barely squeak this one in here, guys. This might be a bit of a stretch as far as being a piece of Southern history. Though some of the locations we're going to discuss were located in Texas. It is American history, and it's definitely fitting for Women's History Month. You've heard the phrase, how the West was won. You probably heard the song, Who Runs the World? The answer to both, girls. Yep, you heard it. Women helped to tame the Wild West and are credited for it by none other than cowboy poet and philosopher Will Rogers. He famously said, In the early days, the traveler fed on buffalo. For doing so, he got his picture on the nickel. Well, Fred Harvey should have his picture on one side of the dime and one of his waitresses with her arms full of delicious ham and eggs on the other side because they kept the West both supplied with food and wives. Today, we're gonna talk about the Harvey Girls. The Harvey Girls were the brainchild of English immigrant Fred Harvey. He worked on the Santa Fe Railroad as a freight agent in the 1870s. While doing so, he discovered that there was a serious lack in decent rail side accommodations and food options. He found both the quality of the goods and services atrocious, and this sparked a business idea. Harvey approached the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railway with the idea of creating a series of hotels and restaurants along their rail lines. In 1876, his first restaurant and hotel were open. By 1891, there were 15 restaurants running under the Harvey brand, thus creating the first restaurant chain ever. We'd consider them the Cracker Barrel of the day. When first opened, he employed only men. After a brawl in one of his New Mexico locations, he fired the lot of them and decided that this was a job better suited for women. In 1883, Harvey began advertising for young white women, 18 to 30 years of age, of good character, attractive and intelligent. He advertised in papers all along the East Coast and the Midwest. If chosen, the women would attend a 30-day boot camp of sorts to learn proper customer service and serving skills. The Harvey girls, once trained, could serve a full four-course meal in a 30-minute train stop. The Harvey girls' work altered the country's perception of a working woman. Before the Harvey girls, a female who waited on tables would have been thought of about the same level as a prostitute at this time. In the late 1800s, a woman who served men, solicited orders from them for money, must mean she's of a low moral character, right? I mean, come on. But, you know, anyway, different time. If you weren't aware of all this before, you're probably by this time, by episode 13, are becoming aware of how far we've come. Becoming a Harvey girl was a new level of freedom for many women. Harvey paid a very competitive wage for his day, a whopping $18.50 a month, plus tips. This also included room and board. They had to sign a contract agreeing to work six months to a year. 
If a girl broke her contract, she'd forfeit half of her base pay. The main reason for early termination of contract was due to the wedding bug that many of the young women went west hoping to catch. The girls lived on site or next door to their workplace. They were looked after by a house mother. She would have been the most senior Harvey girl in residence. She was also the one to enforce the strict curfew of 10 p.m. and would make sure that all of the girls maintained the high standards that were expected of them. They were issued long black dresses created to mask their feminine form. They covered the dresses with a white starched apron Along with the dress and apron, they wore heavy black stockings and black serviceable boots. Their hair was pulled back and covered in a net, and all was held together by a regulation white ribbon. The Harvey girls were prohibited from chewing gum and wearing makeup. They worked six or seven days a week in 12-hour shifts. We'd think these awful hours today and under very repressive conditions. But for the Harvey girls, this was a chance for travel, adventure, and a way to earn their own way in the world. They even made enough money to be able to start a savings for themselves or have funds to send back home to the family. At the peak of the Harvey girl era, there were a total of 47 restaurants, 15 hotels, and they served on 30 railroad dining cars. Nearly all of the old restaurants are gone now, but you can still grab a meal at the El Tavar or Bright Angel Lodge on the south rim of the Grand Canyon. Thanks to the brave women who left home, went west, and brought a much-needed softer touch to the rough-and-tumble Wild West. I'm now going to read off a few of your reviews that y'all have so graciously provided. This one is from Batman Lover, 12345-12345. Listening to the stories and seeing the pictures you post keep me wanting to learn more about each of them. Good job. This one is from Spencer and Brittany. You're wonderful, very informative, and entertaining at the same time. I look forward to many more episodes. Here is one from BTLT2000. I've never been a history buff by any means, but these episodes put a different spin on just your normal boring history. Look forward to seeing more episodes in the future. This one's from Cason Beef. Aunt Aggie sounds like someone I would have liked to know. Thanks for bringing her story to my ears. Can't wait to hear more. And thank y'all for providing those awesome reviews. And we really would love to have more like them. And if you would like to hear your review read out, do us a favor and leave a five-star written review. And I haven't had any takers, y'all. I still have keychains and magnets. So first 10 of y'all who send me a screen grab along with your address to thelorofthesouth at gmail.com. I will be sure to mail you one. You can also send me your show ideas to thelorofthesouth at gmail.com as well. Make sure you look for us on social media. Just search Laura of the South. I'm most active on Facebook and on Instagram. That's where you'll find most of the pictures. Because I do. I always post pictures to go along with each episode. I think it really it helps to be able to see the things that I'm talking about. And with that, we'll talk to y'all later on Lord of the South.